pipes in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. And if a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Sean Don and I roll the best weed 'cause I got it going on. What up, though? I Heart Miko Podcast Episode 157. Damn it. Yeah. I think it's 157 because the other one was a bonus of 156. Shout out Tax. That was dope. Brent. The beloved is out of the box finally. That's crazy. He's been in a box that long. Forever. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like forever. That's tough. This is technically episode 156, by the way. That was bonus episode of 155. But um, Beloved is out of the box um, and hopped on the podcast to give his uh, perspective on Nipsey Hussle passing and just share some stories and memories with him. That's cool. And yeah, and so I was I was talking to Aiden about the box, and Aiden was just like, "What? What is the box?" You know. I heard y'all talking. Yeah, so he got to he's learning, like I'm learning. I told Tax he's my first real jail friend, so I'm learning For everything. Real? Yeah, like yeah. that I spit. Yeah, Your brother don't count. No. Okay. I didn't talk to my brother when he was in jail. Oh, okay. I didn't even really, I had like little to no contact with him when he was in jail, but all three times. Uh-huh. Most of the times I would talk to him like sparingly, but tax like I talk to all the time. Yeah. Like he's always calling you know, or texting and cracking jokes and everything. So when he was in the box, I was, I was like, damn, like I was thinking about how I would feel if I was in the box that long. I might want to swing as soon as they open the door. <laughs> Took y'all so goddamn long. <laughs> that shit would be weird. Uh, I, you can't really think about it because you ain't living it, but that shit seemed like it would be crazy. Yeah, but he said he's done two years in the box before. He says nothing. Well, if he cool with it, then he cool with Not it. Not cool with it. I mean, said, like, he cool, like, he yeah. could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he gets to, I think he gets to read while he's in there, so. Hopefully he doesn't go back again, but I understand jail now. No, I understand going in the box. Sometimes you gotta you gotta do some strange things, you know. You protect your it's, honor. Yes. So I don't I don't I'm not mad at him, you know. But he still just gotta. I told him just try to figure out different ways to do things. But you know, he said there's only one way to do things in jail. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> only thing I got from jail is TV. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, locked up raw. You've been a couple times, don't front. But well, no. I'm not the only one with a mugshot over here nah, now. Yeah, I've been in, but not like serious time where I got like. Right. I had, you know, I had a couple nights, but that's yeah. it. But uh, shout out Tax once again. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to the to the podcast today. We're gonna talk playoffs. Uh, got exciting early. Um, we'll we'll get into some of the games. Some of them we won't get into because some of them I just don't feel like it. It's just boring. Hey, it's your show. It's your fucking show. But before we get started, I have to let everybody know that, um, first of all, NFL testing starts on Saturdays, 420. Just just putting it out there once again. Look at you. To anybody listening, you're going to get tested, 420. Put the weed away, beloved. It's not worth it. Put the weed away. It'll still Um, be there. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be there when it's you right. It will be there as soon as you get tested. You'll be free. You'll be free to cush on, on through the rest the rest of the conscience. season. Yeah. Um, also, still in LA, uh, I know a bunch of people hit me up asking me to do their podcast and stuff like that. So, 
Uh, you have to you have to send an email to my business email. I'm not going to be responding to DMs and comments about asking me to come on your podcast and stuff while I'm in L.A. Go through the proper channels and email me so my sister can get back to you. We're going to check your work first. Just keeping it a buck. Um, it's not about how many listeners you have. It's actually about your content and flow of the podcast. And if you really can tell that you like what you're doing, you you know, you're doing it for the right reasons. I, I would love to uh, hop on anybody's podcast. So if you are in the LA area and want a bitch like me to appear, hit up my email, iheartmikogrimes at gmail.com. And I will get back to you if you're nice. Anyways, moving on. So, um, Sunday was the season finale of Game of Thrones, and I'm assuming that's the se- the the thing is over with, right? No, this last season started. Wait, it started on on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think season it was, eight. Yeah, the last. I the thought final, that was the end of it. It is the final season, but it wasn't the final episode. Oh, it was the first episode of the, the first, final that's season. What I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's the first episode of the final season. Okay, well, it was a big fuss. You know, I got invited to a whole bunch of watch parties, and I didn't really understand because I've never watched a single episode. I mean, I did attempt it last year, but so what we decided to do was just binge watch it, just go go for it. So we finished season one. Yeah. Of the entire, we did it in. Well, you didn't finish it with us, but yeah, I thought y'all were were done. Yeah, your bad. Um, so we finished season one, and what is what were your thoughts about the show? Uh, I think it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I like you, just like you. I started to watch it a long time ago, and I just, you know, fell off. ADHD took over, or whatever. <laughs> but it's a great show. It has a lot of drama. If you're into that, death, death, blood, sex, uh, sex. It's just it's gory. It's it's just graphic all around. So that if you like that, that'll be a, a good thing for you. Also, that like it it just shows like. What people will do, and even though this is medieval times and people aren't fighting to be a king and queen, so to speak, anymore, people still do foul shit for power. And Small that's, power, not it, even the biggest. Yeah, yet. and that's essentially what life. the show is. And it's that's life. essentially life, is people do foul shit for power. And, that's, and money and riches. Yeah. And, and just even like, just... I was just thinking about, you know, sexual fantasies and sexual needs, too. Like, people really just do whatever makes them happy. Like, there's no care for anyone, it seems like. Like, you, they, a lot of them try to preach loyalty, but, you know, family and all that stuff. But the second they get to betray somebody for, to get a bigger piece of the pie, they'll do it. Yes. And that's, it's like, when I was watching it, like, sometimes I have, like, moments like, damn, that's just kind of depressing because that's really explains a lot of problems in the world what there's people are just power hungry and will step on anybody's throat to get any more a little bit more power they'll just they'll step on cut anybody's throat they don't care but you know what's interesting we don't really get to see the steps of the billionaires like the people the elitos the one percenters like i don't think they're stepping on each other anymore i think they're working together they're making sure that they're all eating up there it's the ones beneath yeah yeah them. yeah well, you know well, but, but in I, this show even the people the highest up are still grimy and just nasty with each other because and everything. everybody wants to be the king and had to rule the world like they're trying to rule that mm-hmm. was the thing then yeah well, well one of the things that i noticed most about season one is uh i was like i posted on instagram where the niggas at 
I mean, why would you expect black people to be in medieval Europe? In Listen, the, we're supposed to be <laughs> whatever, everywhere. We, we're we're the first people to be here. Ain't no okay. In medieval Europe. We're the first people to be here, and I just, I just want to, I want to read some of the responses that I got on Instagram. Okay. This is gonna. This is funny. In no particular order, as far as funny, and one of them said, "Getting, <laughs> getting the uh, cast food." Oh shit! Because the, the comment was sidebar where all the black people at, and they said, "Getting the, the cast food." Somebody said, "In Wakanda still." Somebody said, somewhere taking a bath and inventing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And then somebody said, I just said that to my guy. I was like, Grey Worm and Mizandi are really the only black people. So we haven't been introduced to those people yet. Uh, And they said, we don't fuck around in the mountains. Right. Um, they They are all dickless slaves who were freed by the dragon queen. Her translator is black, and the man she falls in love with is part of the slave army. I guess we ain't get there yet. We ain't there yet. Black people don't participate in in that type of bloody, killing, satanic, ritualistic shit. They are in their warm and tropical environments where they should be. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why you expect black people to be there. This show is racist as fuck. (laughs) We the queen's helpers. They don't even love us in Westeros. Oh my God, this is funny. I thought it was hilarious. And then they said they're, they've had four black characters the whole show I counted. One, the advisor of Darenese. Two, Grey Worm. Three, the pirate captain of Bravos. Four, the rich dude from Quaerth that was trying to marry Darenese. Of those four, two were dark or brown skin, and the others were on the beige warrior coalition. <laughs> <laughs> It says, don't need none. I enjoy the crackers killing each other. Oh what? Yo, people, like, could can black people even be mad that they're not appearing on this show? Like, it definitely doesn't look like a show for black people. Like, I, I saw that they shoot in amazing locations. Like, that's real snow. Yeah, like I mean, real it's, mountains, like it's the mountains in medieval Europe. Like, and they were saying, not going to be black people there. Yeah, and they were saying, I watched some of the little trailers and stuff, and they were like, you know, you when you don't have to digi- digitally uh, produce your breath. Yeah, like he was like, they was like, it's real. Like this is real yeah, acting. Like you really are cold there. as fuck, and you gotta act cold, so it should be easy. Yeah, and I was just like, damn. So I, I really, um, I really just really couldn't believe i didn't see any black faces and i was just like damn this might be one of the one shows i've ever seen where i didn't see any black faces the whole season like not a single one yeah i was pretty interesting i'm not surprised at all about that but i really like the show yes yeah, cool it's a great show obviously i will say this um it appears that uh pussy is power the women are fucking running shit yeah the women are the most important and most powerful people on the on season one anyway all three of the 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 women in power lost their husbands in season one Mm -hmm. which was strange you know just jumping right in i'm just like damn so they're all widows yeah but the way that they use their widowism i don't even know if that's a real word like they're all so different you know um one of them is obviously a fucking disgusting scoundrel right um, what is her name? Cersei. Cersei? Yeah. She's savage. Yeah. She's sleeping with the whole family to preserve the bloodline. Right. 
Like she's a scumbag all the way through and through. But that she got whole a, line she got of a, family is. At so. least she has a method, you know. Like is she yeah, in, her mi- in her mind? <laughs> yeah. In her Scum mind, she's method. reserving her family's bloodline by having children. We we have a disagreement on whether her first child was Robert. That's his name. Her husband. Yeah. Or her brother. I think it was her brothers, and it was probably special needs. Because of incest and died. And you said no. <laughs> what did you say it was? I didn't say. I was just saying maybe it, it is his. I ain't had no real crazy saying about her. Or nothing. I feel like he, he probably couldn't even give her any kids. And so she had him with her brother anyway since she was already nailing him. No, I think she really just didn't want to have kids with him. Really? Yes, because she's a scumbag through and through. <laughs> Why is she a scumbag? A nigga told her from, on her wedding day he didn't love her. And then he wishes he had another bitch. What'd he you... didn't tell her that on the wedding day? Yeah, he did. That was on a wedding day? Yes. He told her that he didn't love her because she asked him, was there ever a point in this marriage? They've been together 17 yeah, that years. Yeah, that was, they were talking at the end. Yeah, he said from the first day, he told her he never loved her. Yeah, Not then, one day. Then he told her you that. could. You don't got to tell somebody <laughs> that. They know. That's why she was asking to see if he was going to keep it a buck. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I ain't saying he was the greatest human being either. Yeah, so I feel like it was a fair exchange and a robbery. He was fucking everyone. Oh, yeah. No has doubt about bastard it. children <laughs> everywhere. He is gross, but I guess he's the king. He's so the fucking king. It's like... It, it's just like now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Donald Trump get hoes? It's just like now. Shit is, it's different stuff, but it relates to now. That's why it's like, damn, it's just crazy. Yeah, well, you know, that family dynamic, and then they got the, the dwarf, the, the little little person, who is probably the most sane person in the family, even yeah. though he's out here slanging his dick everywhere, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think house. he has any children, though. Nah, he's yeah. just in the whorehouse doing his thing. Doing his thug fizzle, <laughs> and apparently the dick ain't little, because ain't nobody said he had a, had a bite-sized dick. Yeah, no no dick thing. jokes have flown around. <laughs> And this has been all positive comments about his dick from the hoes. Yeah, he's doing his thing, man. And he rich, and he don't mind paying for the pussy. He don't mind paying for exactly what he wants. Right. And they enjoy it with him. That's sick. Um, The other family, um, Ned's family. Ned, poor Ned. Ned is not supposed to be in this era of time. I mean, that goes for any extremely honorable person that's doing... Trying to survive in the the power, like. But that, he doesn't have any savage in him, Brent. It don't uh, seem like he. He's he, just an honorable warrior. Like he'll fight. He'll he'll do what he has to do. He'll take care of his family. But he ain't really trying to. He don't care. Like uh, he don't have to be the king. He don't have to have, um, rule this. He don't care. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, which doesn't, is not normal. People don't even understand why yeah, he's like that. And it doesn't fit because everybody else is like, "I want to be the king. I want to be the king. Mm-hmm. Um, look at what I can do." And he's just like, "Yeah, whatever. Let me um, do what I got to do." And if something I feel like I should stand up for it, I will. But if he doesn't want to stand up for it, well, he doesn't. Which is honor, and that shit doesn't fit in society in general. Well, I wasn't ready for him to die. I was completely offended when he died. I mean, like I was bothered. Yeah, because he's an honorable like, guy. No, but it's like that. they didn't even prepare us. I wasn't ready. It's season one. Why did he die? Like I could see his fat homeboy dying because he's just, just a big old, can't even get his armor on, just drinking 24-7, sloppy, messy, always want to fight. Right. You know, I could see him dying. And it's like I didn't see Ned dying and 
Now we just go see his wife boss the fuck up. She seemed like a boss bitch. She mm-hmm. figured everything out. She with the shit. She she got her hands sliced up to, pr- to protecting her son. That's off to the wolves. Them shits are dope. Yeah, them wolves is lit. I wanted one so bad. I was like, oh my god, these are like. Now the, you want a wolf? I mean, you know, you're allergic to it, so don't even try it. But I'm talking about you. You now you cool with bigger dogs? No. I was no. wanting one of those because okay. those are protectors, like okay. dead ass protectors, and I like right. the way the wolves handle themselves, especially okay. that blonde one. Oh, okay. That that all blonde one is a savage. Yeah, they did some savage shit all through that. Yeah, and so the other See. girl, uh, Darnese, is that her name? The little blonde hair, the little white blonde hair one, who was getting raped at first, and then she finally taught the t- taught the nigga to like fuck her properly. Yeah. She, uh, she's a fucking walking through fire. She's, she's a dragon. My you God. You and her got something in common. What do you mean? You're also a dragon. And I know because I hot your water being your shower and baths. <laughs> that shit is insane. It doesn't make sense that a human being can sit in there. And then as I'm watching that show, it clicked. I said, oh, Miko's a dragon. It might be a dragon. I bet. Like, I'm, I'm in. You I love all hot, heated temperatures. Like, it can never be too hot. And then, like, when you just chilling, like, if you close to you, like, you put off heat like a furnace. Yeah. You're like a dra- you're, you're a fucking dragon. Now we figured it out. <laughs> figured it well, out. Well, she's my favorite character so far. She is. Because yeah. she seems to learn quickly. Um, she At first, I thought she was a pushover the way she, her brother was treating her. But she she learned, you know, her power. She learned that she has a voice and... And then when she hatched them damn, what are those, dragon eggs? I was like, oh, bitch. She done walked through the fire, came out with the fucking babies. I was like, lit. I'm I'm sad that she had to lose her husband, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for season two. We're going to start it tomorrow if you're around. We're going to do five episodes tomorrow night after yoga. Okay. We're gonna do five episodes and we'll um, be all relaxed. And, and I'll update everybody on my she, opinion. I got so many people asking to give my opinion of the show. Uh I think it's pretty good so far. I, I'm glad I know now don't be expecting no niggas because it's it's no. gonna be like a sprinkle of us here and there. I I'm curious to see what part the black people play. Cause you know, that would be interesting. Imagine if there was a Game of Thrones in Africa. Um it would be the same, same thing. Yeah, people, I want to see it. And that's what I was. People everywhere want power and will step on everybody. You know what's so crazy? It. You know, I have. You know, there's a lot of people that I follow that I enjoy their movement, and they are very pro-black, and you know, just about empowering black people to, you know, just respect themselves and love themselves, and 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 want want you know to be great, and. I saw this girl, um, she's running for president, Spanish girl, something she keeps talking about being a bartender and Donald Trump makes fun of her on Twitter about being a bartender before she, uh, I think she's in Congress. Mm-hmm. And um, she did a speech and she was talking about there's nothing wrong with being a bartender, there's nothing wrong with being a dishwasher, there's nothing wrong with being a waitress, like, you know, uh, running a register at a coffee shop. And some of the people that I follow, they were offended saying like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with being a, a slave. That's all she's saying. All these jobs she's talking about is slavery. And I'm like, no, she actually isn't because what people don't understand is like, yes, I want black people to be empowered and to, you know, have financial freedom and, and have wealth and all those things. But it doesn't matter. Somebody has to do the small jobs. 
yes. the thankless jobs. It doesn't matter what society you have. You need dishwashers. You need waitresses. You need bartenders. Everybody isn't a boss. Yes. Everybody's not a boss. That's why it's so funny. Everybody talk about, you know, you hear, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. No, you're, no, not. you're not. You ain't paying nobody's most, bills. Most people aren't bosses. No, they're not. And there's nothing wrong with having a job. Mm-hmm. The overwhelming majority of people are not bosses, are working for somebody. Right. And that's what you got to do to survive. And if you can, you know, do something together and keep getting, come up with an idea to start your own business or do or, something like that or do something where you are your own boss, hats off to you and hopefully it, it works out. Mm-hmm. But you still got to eat. Yeah, and it's about finding your gift. I think everyone has a gift. And sometimes people are fortunate enough to go into their gift at the right time, a lot of what happens to not just black people, but poor people, even middle class, is you are told to go to college to get that job you want, and you graduate with that degree, and it's, you find out it's not enough to start off in that field. So what right. you end up doing is finding supplemental work until you can like find a way in or know somebody to get in, but a lot of people are working. People aren't like enjoying their job or their career they're just working to take care of themselves and sometimes you know everybody you got to do it if you don't find your gift and you aren't able to pay for it yeah they're just like why do why do we have to be okay with those jobs everybody has to be okay with those jobs everybody if a society if a even if you have your own black wall street let's say what we used to have back in the day before uh they burn it down Somebody got to pump the gas. Somebody got to, you know, wait the tables and, you know, work at the grocery store. Like everybody's got a a a, a, a position, a to play. role. And I feel like people, like a, the biggest thing, obviously, people don't. The problem with race is people want everybody don't like people that don't look like them. That's what races are, pretty much. But a lot of the problem too is just class. Mm-hmm. Like Jealous. people look down on. Like say every like you said, you brought up Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Say it is a Black Wall Street and it's successful, it's booming. You got your your moguls, your 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 millionaires, your billionaires. They're still gonna be looking down on poor people, mm-hmm. and it's just like classism, and that's what it goes to. Even when people are all the same, people find a way to hate each other, and that's the problem. Jealousy. Yeah, it's just and envy, yeah. greed. Yeah. And it will always just, you know, another thing we talked about, there was hoes have been in every oh, for sure. decade, every era, every century. It's always going to be hoes forever. It's <laughs> the oldest prof- profession in the world. And it's, it's the most most important sometimes, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's important for sure. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, you know, I, I like this show because it's just showing a different, it's exactly how today is, just in a different era. In a more savage Savage, era. yeah, like it's. Like, I like that there's no guns where you actually need some skill to kill a motherfucker or some luck or be dirty or whatever. But, you know, you got to have some skill to to be that nigga, basically. Like like your swordsmanship gives you power, gives you rank and and prestige. And that's something that you worked on, not just being a coward pulling the trigger of a gun, you know, at somebody, you know, and, and committing murder. Right. But not to say all their... Their deaths are like cool, but just saying, their skill. And I like I like that. I wouldn't mind being in that era right now, like no guns. Everybody just had to have a sword and see what, who wants the smoke. 
Sword and knuckle up. <laughs> knuckle up. Knuck if you buck. But um, I'll keep updating you guys on how that show is going with me. Um, moving forward, uh, we have to talk about uh, Tiger Woods. Um, Man. Let's, let's, come on. Yeah, come on, Brent, because you've been hating for a long time. I agree I have, with something. I, agree I have been waiting for this moment for how many years? So long. I'm like, Meek, why do you keep every- up with this? <laughs> I'm like, what? Why do you see every... Every uh, tournament come on. She'd be like, Tiger playing. I'm like, so? I'd be like, this so could be what? the one. I mean, this has been going on for so, so many years. And you're like. He's going to lose and yes. his back's going to go out. Like, what? <laughs> what? It's cool. He's the man. He's one of the best golfers ever. But his ba- his body gave out. He wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. And his body gave well, out. Well, guess what? He back. put that green jacket <laughs> back on, my nigga. You got you to gotta give him his props. And it, what what is the respect for him is. Tiger's not the same. Correct. Like Tiger, when he played in uh, Masters, when he he won four before this one, he's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. He would outdrive people by 30, 40 yards every time. So if you know anything about golf, if you're hitting the ball forty yards on the first hit further than everybody, you got an advantage. You got Sick. a major yeah. advantage. Well, now he can't do that anymore. His back is shot. His knees are shot. He, he he's but, white now. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, now, now he's surgical with it. So yeah. he, you heard him like it, it was one. I, I watched one of his interviews and he was just explaining like, and he broke it down very simply. Like I got in the fairway. I know what I got to do on my next shot. I got it there. And then I just got to putt well. And that's yes. what he did. He just didn't make those stupid mistakes. He wasn't trying to be a hero. Because he can't. He was, yeah. He couldn't do that crazy shit that he normally would do. Because, yeah. you know, that body, we're the same age. We don't look the same age. <laughs> no, nah, Tiger but is. me and Tiger are the same age. And so I was just happy. And I know a lot of people are like, why are you even happy? He doesn't even claim to be black. And I was just like, I don't care. I never cared that he said he was Coblin Asian. It was more so I was upset that um, he introduced me to golf. You know, I never watched golf until I heard about Tiger Woods. I couldn't mm-hmm. give two sticky boogers for golf until Tiger Woods, you know, hit the scene. And I saw like, oh, shit, somebody black plays golf. Like, and it's good. And it's that right, nigga. Right. And so when I was watching it, almost like was like, oh, my God, we had a black golfer. And then for him to be like, uh, excuse me, I'm not black. And it was a little bit offensive. But I was like, you know what? I like what he does. You know, I can separate his ignorance because what what he needs to know is if he is about to rob a bank, they not going to say a Coblin Asian. No, no a nigga <laughs> got a gun and is robbing the bank, you know. And so um, I just separated myself from that part of him and him yeah. being ignorant and not, you know, proud of who he is. And, you know, just enjoyed him in the sport. And he just taught me, like, I thought golf was so boring. You still think it's boring. But I don't think it's boring at all. I think there's so much gamesmanship and there's so much, like, thinking behind it. And you don't even nearly have to have as much skill as you do, like, an understanding of, like, the the grounds and wind and like, it's just a whole bunch of technical shit involved in the game. And I was just like, damn, I remember just playing golf drunk in college on the cart. My nigga just swing it away. Like, nah, no that care. Shit, the, that shit is hard. Why would you even ca- try to golf, be good at golf? Golf is 
hard. It's also addicting. Like, because it's so challenging and it's so technical mm-hmm. and it's so, like, if you just go and play, you're going to fuck up so, so much. Bad. But, That's why I just get drunk and just but have fun. you hit a couple good shots and you're hooked. Yeah, you feel like you do it again. You're like, oh, you're shit. You're chasing that next high. You're like, it's oh, like crack. shit, that's cool. And that's how it gets you. It's crack. But it's it's it, it's fun. Like, I play fucking around in them little charity tournaments. And I I can hit the ball pretty well. But it's just so long. I like it. It's so long. I don't have any friends that really want to play. I used to um, back in the day. But um, in college, so we used long. to go and get yelled at. Let me tell you. Because you know you have a tea time, right? Yeah. And so there's like an order. You know, yeah. everybody kind of finishes the holes at the same time, so you're moving along in the holes. But if you got somebody like us, drunk, hitting balls against the barn house, trees, and, you know, fucking up the rotation. Like, we got kicked off so many golf courses because we were fucking up, like, the timing. Oh, y'all tripping. Like, we couldn't get the ball in the hole. Like, what, the shit was going everywhere. And so he just kind of made me appreciate the sport of it, and, and I learned a lot about it. And so... It was also devastating for me when they took it from him. Like, like if you really think about it, Tiger's career was taken from him because he was cheating. That's it. Uh. Uh, what? He kind of fucked his career up. Not by cheating, by wanting to be a Navy SEAL and fucking destroying his body. No, 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 no. He lost his endorsements and everything. Oh, yeah. Literally. But that's... That's what. That's what. No that's cheating, Brent. Cheating. Seriously, cheating. I feel you. If his wife was black, as Shannon Sharp brought this up on his show, if his wife was black, wouldn't nobody give a shit that he had? Homes? I don't think it was just that he was cheating. Is that it? Get, it went so public. Why? It's nobody's business what he's doing with his dick. Isn't when he's on the green, he balling. That's all that it should isn't. matter. It isn't. It isn't your business. It's no one's business. It's just him and his wife and the yeah. hoes he was fucking. But as a company, this is like in as shame, a company shame on society. Not I agree. I don't care who Tiger what Tiger Woods does in his whatever. If I was a golfer and Tiger Woods got some some new shoes or something that I want to get, I'm gonna get them still. But it's a lot of people that we always talk about this. That use athletes to be role models and to do this, and they don't want that image put out there. What do you mean that he cheats? Everybody be cheating though. Yeah, but they but he don't... lost his whole career, Brent. Like dead yeah. ass, he lost all of his endorsements, everything that he worked for. He didn't compromise the game. He didn't disrespect the game. It ain't like he was fucking holes behind the eighteenth hole, you know, the night before a tournament or something. You're right. You know, he was he wasn't doing anything disrespectful society. to the sport. You're mad at society. And what what have to happen is with that is companies not reacting to Social Shit media, that ain't their business. Social media outrage. You remember, I um, do you remember a guy named John Daly? We yeah. watched his thirty for thirty, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember him drunk on the course? Yeah. Beating a couple of his wives, psychopath, all that. He never lost any endorsements. He was getting endorsements even when he wasn't playing good, just to get him in tournaments because well, people wasn't even he, asking him to come in the tournament. Endorsements for another type of reason. So what? He didn't Tiger lose his Woods, career and he was a t- fucking drunk. Tiger Woods endorsements were, he his image was squeaky clean. He's like the best golfer ever. And like, that was his lane. 
a Daly's Lane was he's like your fucking average dude, your average guy that's getting drunk. He just fucking nice as shit at hitting the ball far. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? It's no. okay for one person to go to jail for hitting their wife yeah. and doing all kind of shit and not lose anything. But as soon as Tiger got hoes, and then you know what's so crazy? I bet you he got hoes now. That's probably why he won. Because he was balling when he had them hoes. Yeah, he was balling. His body wasn't. He didn't have eight back surgeries either. So Yeah, but I just feel like, you know, Tiger, he didn't want to be black, but the moment... That he fucked up. Guess what? I was gonna say he was black. I was gonna say I I don't remember much from college as far as class, at all. But I remember one of my uh, classes, a sociology class, and it was something I forget the actual term for it. But whatever your, you could be mixed, whatever. Tiger, take Tiger Woods for example. The race or whatever that is considered the lowest on the rung is that's what you're going to be considered. Right. All the time. And that's fucked up. It's pretty it's much what it is. That's yeah. how it goes. But props to Tiger. Now, when I tell you he gonna win, don't doubt me no more. Just let, just cheer me on and just say, you know what, Meek? I just didn't understand right. why they did so much coverage on him. Like it was because just like, we all sad. saw it. it we all like, saw it coming. You weren't. You're not a believer. It's okay. I'm just it's like, okay. all right, if he would have won, he would have won. But they was talking about him so because much. Because you know why? And he was just breaking down. But, I'm like, why they keep going on him like because that? Because he's still a draw. Did yeah. you hear that people were saying he strategically used? Because, you know, have you ever been to a golf tournament before? Like a real one? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what a shithead you are. <laughs> Anyways, what happens is you have this thing, and I think it's called a galley. And it's kind of like your fan base, right. your crowd. They follow you to each hole. And what I found out is Tiger used to use his galley, his fan base, to disrupt other golfers because he always had the biggest crowd. Yeah. So he would always want his crowd to like be yelling and doing all kind of stuff in somebody else's backswing and everything. And I was just like, you know what? Tiger is savage on all levels. You know, he really is. And we gave him that squeaky clean image. He never wanted to be that perfect guy. I'm sure he didn't. We just gave him that and he just said, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be this good, clean, you know, Asian, black, white guy that, you know, with this blonde you know, foreign wife. I don't know. I think he's going to be squeaky clean. Mm-mm. You ever I think heard he him was, talk? I know. He's a white boy. But I think he was given that image and he was fine with it. Because like, if you think about it, when you, read, when you read those text messages, heard them voicemails, that nigga that's on them voicemails and those text messages is a fucking dog. Like a dog. And it doesn't even fit Tiger's voice. Like the, the dog <laughs> in him and that, hey, it's Tiger. It don't even add up. Hey. But he's a dog ass nigga, like a dog. I mean, he's a fucking billionaire golfer. Of course, he Not was anymore. doing crazy shit. shit. He done lost so much goddamn he's money. Probably still almost a billionaire. Yo, props to Tiger once again for getting back on top with the green jacket. He had the ball head. Now it looks so crazy yeah, when he was comparing I, all his pictures. I saw that. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was going ball. I was like, damn! I'm so glad I don't look my age because Tiger is going through the fire right now. 43 yeah. looking like he's 58. He had a stressful, his, that's been stressful years though. Yeah, it has been. Um, moving on, Russell Wilson finally got that bag. He had gave um, the Seahawks until tax day mm. to run him that check or he was the fuck out of I'm there. I'm out. 
He literally gave them until April 15th. Like, yo, run it by then or it's a wrap. I'm out of here. You won't get to sign me. I'm going to go somewhere next year. He obviously would have finished this year, but this would have been his last year of the contract, and he would have been unrestricted free agent. So they had to make a move. And when I saw that he didn't sign on the 15th, I was like, holy shit. And I started, me and you started brainstorming, trying to figure out what teams would first be able to give him the bag he wanted and that he would go to. And then right then, boom, one o'clock in the morning, he signs a contract. I mean, why would they even play with him like that? Because it's a business, and they're trying to squeak, like cut as many corners as they can. They ain't but just going to throw you the money. I mean, I just feel like, you know, sometimes, like, it's sad. I don't, I'm not a billionaire, but I just think, like, how come they don't have any type of honor in this business? Like, well, it's just crazy to me. To take their side a little bit, like, you, they can't just give all the money out. Like, you got to still You got to give him what another team will give him or you lose him. So yeah. why wouldn't you? He is your franchise player. He has always been. You made that choice years ago when you let him throw the ball and you didn't hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Right. You made that decision. Right. That he's the guy. And so now don't try to bitch up now that it's time to officially make him the guy. You know, he deserves this paycheck. He came into the league. People just didn't even respect him. You know, uh, the Dolphins had a chance to draft Mama. They feel stupid than a the motherfucker. They pick Ryan Tannehill over him and yeah. all these other goofy players. And so I feel like they're supposed to do that. He won the Super Bowl. They beat the Patriots. He slayed a dragon. Nah, I mean, yeah, he's they did. But yeah, they're but not going to do it right away. It's just, just It never happens that way. It's so childish. Every just like, contract is a... Uh, it's discussions and it's like, oh, he's the discussions are going south. And then, it's, oh, they're coming around. Like, it's just what they do. Well, he is currently the highest paid NBA NFL player in the entire league. Yeah. Four year, $140 million with a $65 million signing bonus. Yeah. Yikes. It's crazy. Game blouses. <laughs> right. I know, I know future I knew he was about to go to future. I know this hurt hard. Why? I know this hurt because he's always saying stuff like he be all on, on the gram. Like future. It's got to be over. Future, right I'm, we're going to have to give future a new name because, you know, he's soft, man. He got to be over. He's emotional. Man. No, he said a video uh, not too long ago and he was like, y'all think I want her back? I promise you I don't want her back. Like, oh, why are you even talking about her? <laughs> she like, gone, nigga, she... <laughs> Let her go. Let it all go. Just focus on being a good dad. Just make sure that your son doesn't think Russell is his father. Okay? Yeah, that's all you can do. Just do that because you you are taking an L on this one. Like, she gone. Whether she liked coding, sipping niggas back in the day or not, now she like these type of niggas. And let her go. You lost. You got so many babies out here. Yeah. She gone, bro. She gone. And she won. And her nigga is obsessed with her. Like... I think that Sierra's career is trash as as a as a artist. I think that she hopped off the Jazzy Faye uh, gravy train way too soon, thinking she yeah, was something that she really that wasn't. Before. And I think that now that you know she doesn't have to work to take care of her children, she doesn't have to depend on future whatever. Now she can happily make whatever kind of music that she wants and doesn't have to make money off of it anymore. Because it's clear that she still wants to make music because she keep on putting out songs. It's not that dope. 
<laughs> but it's not stopping her. He's getting her performances, like appearances. She's doing little random shows. So this is like really in her. She really wants to do this. She's just not that good of a singer. She can just dance she really can dance good. Really yeah. Good. And so, you know, I, she just looks happy, you know, and I, I like that. I like that she looks happy and, and she just, she, I, I guarantee you she wishes she her baby wasn't by future. I guarantee um, you. Yeah. I bet she wish she could just take a fucking eraser and erase that whole portion of her life. Like this didn't happen. I just hope she didn't get any STDs from him. Oh, uh, she might have. <laughs> <laughs> fucking props to props to Russell um for uh uh getting 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 the bag and securing it's so it. So crazy with these teams and quarterbacks how they getting paid. My God. It's it's like the Seahawks whole thing, how they won, they won because they had drafted a dope quarterback and they were paying them fucking pe- peanuts. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said it's And then they could build a team up and now they're going the opposite end and now they're just going to have to skimp on everybody, everybody else. Everybody else and pay him. And hopefully they get doesn't what? matter anymore. They've done their job. They have won a Super Bowl. That's just what I'm saying. Like that's, they that's they went more than once. <laughs> you yeah. know, in the last ten years, like that's all you you've done your job. The twelve are always in the stands. They gonna support. They gonna, they not going nowhere. And so that's why I get so mad at people trying to act like players are greedy. It's like these billionaires are. If they can give these players this kind of money, imagine how much money they're making. I know they're making they, crazy money. Any, it's a team could lose every single game, and the billionaire owner is still profiting. Doesn't big matter. Time. Or big they time. Buy the team. Yes. So when they're trying to play these athletes, and you think they're not worth it, yes, they are because of the money they're making. It goes by what they're making, and they're making so much money off of these guys. So yes, yes, you got to run the coin. Right. You have to, and I'm so proud of athletes now that are, you know, demanding their respect and everything. And props to him for getting that that bag. Um, Luke Walton, as soon as he gets fired, gets the the uh, fucking that was King's fucking job. Crazy. Oh my god! So Black Twitter was in a rage. I I feel like he's liked around the league, but I thought the Kings had a good year. Yes. They did. You know, I was following them this so, year. So, like, granted, it was a lot of shit going on with the Lakers. And, you know, LeBron got hurt right when they was coming around. And everybody got hurt. And they tried to trade the team. Like, <laughs> they just had a whole bunch of shit going on. So, the Lakers didn't have a good year. Right. So, it's like, how does a coach that had a good year mm-hmm. get fired and hire a coach that didn't? You know, it seems like a like white privilege a it little bit. It seems like there, a buddy system. This is yeah. It, I I think that I say this um a lot, and I think that NBA does a great job of incorporating um black people in the offices and and on the coaching staff. Not like the NFL. The NFL does not. I see lots of player GMs, you know, player coaches, assistant coaches, and trainers, and all that kind of stuff. I think they do a really, really good job of it. This is one of the times that I feel like it ain't even a black thing per se. It's more about the fact that there are so many black coaches that are waiting in line for a job. Like, I think Patrick Ewing deserves an honorable, you know, a good look at, at coaching. Um, I think Mark Jackson deserves a look. Uh, T. Lou won a championship. Whether people think he coached or not, he still deserves a look. And for for him to get that, first of all, 
people are trying to say that the Warriors, when he coached the Warriors, well, look at what he did there. Knock it off, okay? <laughs> Knock it the fuck off. I could have coached yeah, that team. you could have coached the fuck out of the Warriors. Yeah, way. so that's not really a good comparison. And then when you see him with the Lakers, this is an accurate comparison. You know, the Lakers haven't really done anything since he's been there. And I'm not saying that he had all the weapons and, and everything, but you can tell a great coach even in his weakest moments, you know, the weakest teams. And I just don't see anything special in his coaching. I really don't. It's not like I think he's a garbage coach, but there was nothing like even his play calling and stuff, like it wasn't creative. Like he didn't do anything that I felt like he deserved to automatically get a job that fast, like boom, boom. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. You yeah, know? it was weird. You guys are going to interview these other guys that have been sitting waiting for years, you know, to get a look. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I I just didn't expect him to get a job right away. Especially, I didn't expect a team to fire somebody to hire him. Crazy, right? Now, if it was an opening and like you know, or they had a shitty year and it was bad, all this drama or but something. But that was like the that. best year the Kings had in a while. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching. I was like really watching the games, and I was talking them up, and I was like, "Yo, they got a great backcourt, like a really good aggressive. They they've got." essentially the Thunder's backcourt, the younger version to me yeah. a little bit. You know, they've got um, they've got um, the point Aaron guard Fox, Fox who Hill. reminds me of Westbrook. Yeah. And Buddy Heald who reminds me of Paul George. Yeah. And, you know, they got a lot of good pieces inside. They still need some depth. But they're on the rise, you yeah. know. And so here he is handed another job after doing nothing for it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. And I was just like, okay. It's definitely like uh, he knew, you know. He knew, knew somebody. And maybe they think he's a good coach. I don't know. You know? Well, I guess what? We're going to see. That's what I was just going to say. You know, because they better be just, they almost made the playoffs this year. So what, they should make the playoffs next year, right? Yeah, this, Luke Walton got to shake something this year. Because I think if he doesn't do anything with this gig, not like the Kings got to win the championship, but they got to keep climbing up. Mm-hmm. If they don't, then it's going to be, you know, it'll be bad. We're going to be talking shit. Speaking of the playoffs, let's talk about some of the teams that did make the playoffs. There were, there's eight games going on right now. And to be completely honest, like I said before, I'm not about to talk about all eight of these games. I'm going to talk about the ones I think are cool. First of all, let's just cut them down, okay? Mm-hmm. Milwaukee versus Detroit. Don't talk about that. Sweep. <laughs> Blake Griffin ain't playing. Sweep. He said that it's not his choice. Do you believe him? Like what he's saying, he wants to play, and there's he said that it's a coach's front office decision to bench him. No, I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> like if he really, really want, I'm not saying he should play, but if he was just like fuck what y'all talking about, I'm gonna play. They couldn't stop him. Yeah, he he's saying it's not his choice. I don't really understand. Like, to me, this is just me. And, you know, the playoffs are a different type of of game, you know. And, like, for example, in the 82, if you got something nagging or aching or whatever, you might take a couple games off just to get it right. But in the playoffs, you got to win or go home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're playing the number one seed. What? Yeah, you're right. What I think the team might be telling them not to play because they know they're not going to beat. It's a the, wrap, and they don't want to. They know they're not going to beat the the um, the Bucks. So it's like 
Blake Griffin is going to be there next year. Granted, we were only the AC, but if we want to try to get better, he's going to be a big part of it. Why run him into the ground in this series that for we're going to lose anyway? Just for pride, I think. And you know? then you're, but then you some crazy. You talking about you risking something? Some crazy. Can I happen. wish they would just say that. You know, just say, "Hey, it's not worth it. We gonna just go ahead and take." This these. season is a win. Yeah, they got to the playoffs. They got to the playoffs. That's a win. Wasn't supposed to. So now you can sell. We got to the playoffs. You also can sell to the fans. We got to the playoffs, and mm-hmm. we got now Blake Griffin coming back, getting healthier. We're gonna add some pieces. Look, we're gonna get better. Respect. Moving on though, Rockets Jazz sweep. Yeah, look, I think I the reason I say that is first of all, you can't be playing Houston and score ninety points. Never gonna win. They would have to have one of their worst games in order for you to win the way the Jazz play game one. Yeah, like if, if you do nothing else, you have to score points. You don't have to play any defense. None. You gotta score. You have to score points, and their scoring was trash. What I was gonna say, I was gonna bring up like in. Donovan Mitchell gets a lot of love for for reasons, but a lot of the times I watch, you don't like him, Brent. It doesn't. You don't like it, his game. It, it Just go ahead and say it. It doesn't look like, <laughs> you know. And I, I don't think he's a bum. I just don't think you don't like his game. No, I don't really. You don't like his game, Utah. Um, it just don't look right right now. It didn't look like it looked in the in the eighty two. It looked a it little just, different. That's a tough. That's tough for them to beat the the Rockets. Yeah, they, they can't score enough. Yeah, and you ain't just about to shut them down. Right. So if they if they should steal a game or even get you know in contention, we'll talk about that series. But since not, nope. Skip. Moving <laughs> on. Um, OKC in Portland. Now Portland just went up two zero tonight. Fat fucking game. Granted, twenty point win for Portland, but what a game to watch. Yeah. Like I enjoyed every moment of it to see two backcourts going the fuck at it like downhill on each other yeah. it's just fun yeah it's just fun and and my my thing the, the reason that i think oklahoma is losing the series is because of paul george he's also the only reason that they're even in the position that they are in the playoffs well, why are you blaming this on paul george not blaming him i'm saying he paul george was was griping about trying to be the defensive player of the year this whole season do you remember that mm-hmm Buckets are being gotten on his neck. Who you were saying is during the game? I'm like, some of these shots though, he playing Brent, good D. Brent, he in the in the regular season, these shots he was slapping the floor, getting active, and now he's Olay. I feel like he's really trying to save himself for offense, and I get it. But you got to stop somebody, Lillard and McCollum. Like they're two elite scorers. Mm-hmm. Though. Now you're not gonna stop them. Let me correct myself. Right, you got to make them work harder for the shots that they get and i That's don't what see you that can do you can make them work the, the harder, thunder don't the, the, the thunder don't appear to have the same defensive tenacity that they had in the regular season right now two games in they could go that's my early observation it, i just don't think i mean a team with russell westbrook i feel like they're gonna lose in the first round and I think Russell Westbrook is dope. I always get this. You know, friends love Russell Westbrook, and I'm not saying he's a bum or anything like that. He's obviously really good. But I just – his teams – They just don't get it done. In the playoffs, it's, it's, it's tough to win that. It's tough. Yeah. And But like I said, I felt like this was an even matchup, and I felt like the Thunder could win this series. 
And you know they're down two zero, but they're about to this go was home. This their they they're in. They literally was in this game, and it just just got away from them. They just weren't able to play any defense. Like you can't let people catch fire like that. They had Seth over here hitting shots in the corner. Like once you get everybody active like that, where everybody's feeling themselves, like it's a wrap. A Thunder, are another team that, like yeah, if Paul George and Westbrook are killing, they're gonna score. But outside of that, scoring isn't, like, easy for them. Yeah, because it's just the way they play ball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. that's why the Westbrook, that's what I'm saying with the Westbrook thing. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Series is 2-0. They're going to Oklahoma. Uh, probably a sweep. But we'll see because, you know, I, like I told you before you the playoffs started. You calling a sweep? Well, like I told you before the playoffs started, Portland always lets me down. Every time I think that they, like. That's why I thought OKC could get this one. Yeah, I did too. No, 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 no. I didn't think they was going to win it. I just said I was nervous and I thought it would be a good. I mean, had a, a chance. Good, yeah, it would be had a good a playoff series. I thought it would go seven games and they would just yeah, go back and forth. But now it just looks like Oklahoma, they let the air out of them. With, like I said, like technically the Blazers did what they're supposed to do. Now they're going home. This game three. Big. <laughs> Colossal. Big, 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 big time game. Colossal. And it's going to be home, which is good. You know, after getting smacked by 20 in game two, Ru- Russell Westbrook didn't want to answer no press conference questions in game one. We had to leave the house so we didn't get to see um, see what happened in the press conference today. But I'm pretty sure he was the same dickhead that he's been <laughs> throughout. Yeah. He had a bad shooting game too. Hell yeah. He yeah, talk, dickhead. Uh, moving on, San Antonio and Denver. Now Denver came back from like what nineteen down. Yeah, when was staring a season in the face, right in the face. <laughs> you were staring. You were staring that damn gone fishing sign right in the face. Toilet bowl was about to start going around. <laughs> it was That's a your... swirl happening around the third quarter, and like goddamn, yo, I I, I didn't even want to watch the series. I was really just like, you know what, Denver, fuck y'all. Like Why? y'all, the catfished us. I really. I didn't think I this wanted was to watch be like because this. Denver's a two C, but I feel like it's like a a try hard two C. Like they're a good team, but I feel like any team in the playoffs feel like they could beat them. Yeah, Murray had a great fourth quarter. He was balling, yeah. hitting shots. They 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 were up. What was it? Nineteen. Yeah, they were up nineteen points and ended up losing the game. Like this was a sloppy game for mm-hmm. San Antonio, and you don't really see this a lot with Popovich teams, especially in the playoffs. You know, you could tell he was visibly upset getting technicals and everything, salty. And um, this series could go either way to yeah, me. Yeah, it's a good – that's this, why I want, I wanted to watch these games. This could go either way. Um, it's, it gets a little boring sometimes, I must say. Yeah. That's why I don't really like watching this series. I need some more action. I need some fights. I need, like, some in-your-face. You know, I, I just need to know somebody on the edge. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like boring basketball when I'm watching them play. Oh. So I can't really get into it, but I'm still sticking with, you know, uh, Denver to win the series. But that's only because they are the better team yeah. to me. But, you know, you never know. Uh, Pacers Celtics, 1-1. Uh, Celtics about to win that easy. What an ugly game, first of all. Yes. Game one was ugly than a bitch. Yeah. And I just feel like the Celtics are tripping. Yeah. I think they're going to win. They're going to come around and win. You can't be, but you they're can't. They're just, they're talent. I, I feel like they should win because they're so much more talented than the Pacers. Yeah, but where's the talent? I know. 
Where is I it? I know. Like, I can't really say. They scored like 80. It looked like one of them 90s. One, it's 1-0, one my bad. Yeah. It was like 84-74, and it was such an ugly game because both teams played like shit. They didn't yeah. shoot the ball well. And it just looks like the Celtics are still not gelling. Like, they're still not a unit. They still don't always know how to play with each other. And it's stupid because so much talent on that team. Like, they are they are the warriors of the East, to be honest yeah, they're with talented. you. talented. And they just don't seem to want to gel and, and play well together. Maybe this series will help them do that. Huh. If not, guess who they run into in the second round? The Bucks. Oh. You don't want to roll out of this series <laughs> oh. scraping the barrel, you know, getting by the Pacers oh, and then roll into the Milwaukee. They're going to walk the ball down their throat every chance they get. Yeah, that could get bad. You're supposed to use this Pacers series to propel you into the second round. Like, this right. is supposed to be a thumping. You're supposed to be over here smacking these boys around, gelling, getting y'all cohesiveness like together. They should, but like this. That was an Bad ugly basketball? game. It was an ugly game, but they won. They did. So Barely, you, you, you got to say that the Pacers want to make it an ugly game because, you know, they're not as talented. Mm-hmm. The Pacers are pretty good, but they need games like that. But I feel like the talent will take over, and that should be a sweep or a gentleman's sweep. You, you just can't, you can't go into the next round playing like this. No, nah, but it's one game. It's going to be bad for you. It's one game. Yeah. So Toronto uh, lost to Orlando. I told you, you when did. this series started, I said I watched every single one of actually no, I went that was last year. I went to the Toronto game in Orlando, and it seems like Orlando just matches up well with them for some reason. It is always a game they split in the regular season. Yeah, and it just I don't know if Toronto's just not getting up for them. Or if Orlando... No, it's probably just a matchup thing. And Orlando is... <clears throat> they had some good stretches during the season. Yes, they so, did. So they're, they're you know obviously not as good as the Raptors, and they don't have a Kawhi Leonard and things like that. But they're a good team. And if you fucking up at all, they're going to be on your neck. On your neck. That's it. Um, the series is 1-1. And even though... I mean, Toronto is supposed to win this series. It's, it's not even supposed to be a thing. But Orlando just doesn't seem like they don't punks. No, that's like, what I'm they saying. They are not punks at all. I like, you know, what they're doing. The dude, DJ Augustine, my God. He was hooping. He he brought it that first game. He's the reason they won. And so the second game, um, <clears throat> Kawhi balled. And I watched the post-game uh, interview and he said, and I thought this was great because you know he kind of don't like to talk to the media and everything, but he said something that was really dope. And he said, um, I know that I'm the leader of this team. Mm-hmm. And if I let us go down 0-2 at home, that's on me. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I was going to make sure that game two, I came out and did everything I needed to do and be the leader and make sure everybody know like, nah, 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 this ain't how it goes. Yeah, You know, and I was just like, okay, he don't talk. He's an action kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he not finna sit up and rah-rah. He don't even be liking giving people high fives. You ever notice that? Yeah. He ain't, he ain't with all that celebrating your points and shit. Like, nah, nigga, when it's the zeros, we'll smile at the end. <laughs> and we won. He just gonna crack a smile and go to the locker room. But I like that. I like it. It's no bullshit. It's just all business. And um, I think, I mean, 
They lost that game one. I still believe this. There's the rest of it is a sweep. It's a four one. It series. should be. Yeah, it should be. Um, Orlando just that was a wake up call. Yes. Let's say that was a wake up call. And I like it because it's kind of going to extend the playoffs. You know, I like. I don't like sweeps because yeah. I like for the games to go on forever. I, know, I want everybody this, to this go to like, seven. Every, we always had this, and everybody does that. Like basketball, like the playoffs are like, oh, the playoffs starting, but it's bittersweet, really. Yeah. Especially as the rounds go on, and it's like, oh shit, it's almost over. <laughs> shit, like I get sucks. sad. It's like my birthday. It's always the playoffs or yeah. the championship games always around my birthday, and it's like bittersweet. Like, yeah. yay, you know, there's a champion because usually LeBron is. <laughs> Never mind. That's moving good. on <laughs> fuck you moving on 76ers and nets one to one now brent yeah what's up with philly well i think that having a point guard that can't shoot is always going to be a problem in the playoffs <laughs> and like granted he's not the only reason they're going to struggle but that is a big thing to me he came back and the sixers had a crazy third quarter in the game that blew that game open the second game, they lost the first one. Mm-hmm. But I think – I feel like they're going to beat the Nets. Mm-hmm. But I say going on, like, him not being able to shoot. Like, I saw a stat. Like, I saw – Seven just a, shots. He made seven – I think it was 17 outside the paint. Not threes. Outside the paint, he only made 17 shots all season. Yeah. That's games. crazy, and he can't shoot free throws. It'd be mm-hmm. one thing if, like, look, I can hit free throws. I'm just going to try to put people in the basket. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I respect that. But you just you just can't Don't shoot. Don't even look at the basket. It's like, that's a problem to me. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to hurt them. Well, I feel like D'Angelo Russell got, got a different uh, objective for this series. The boy came out of play round one. He had some help. Uh, Dinwiddie, Lavert. Uh, they they both won't smoke. Yeah, and I truly feel like if Philly's not careful, they could lose. I believe For real? it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't think I believe the Nets are a team on the rise. Yeah, I think that no one's taking them serious, and that's their biggest advantage in this entire playoffs is that nobody's taking them seriously. And it's great for them that they got Philly exactly for the reason you said because they got a team who has a leader who can't even won't even shoot the ball like literally will not shoot the ball yeah that's crazy you know? like i can't imagine being an nba player like it's your job mm-hmm. and one of the essential skills of your job you just say i you know what i ain't going to really develop that <laughs> that's exactly the reason that i don't like rondo I, I tell people you. that all the time, and and this is my thing. So Philly, obviously, this was a this was a, a monumental game. Um, they broke a franchise playoff mark with fifty one points in the third quarter and one hundred forty five total. This is the third time in ever in NBA history that a team has crossed the fifty point mark in a period. Yeah, so it's a big deal. And but then Ben Simmons had his second triple double right. of the playoffs. Uh, Embiid had twenty three, ten. Jimmy Butler, bad night, seven points in 30 minutes. But look at all the stuff it takes for them to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a 51-point quarter to win the game against yeah. Brooklyn? Against Brooklyn. Who already beat you in the first game? Yeah. You know, in the, even in the first game, Ben had 9-7-3, which is not a you know a good game. But Embiid still had 22-15. and 15. Jimmy Butler had 36 
And B had twenty two, but he shot terribly. Yeah, but still had twenty two. Anytime you get your star players in twenty or more, you're supposed to win that game. They had, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It all balances out. Like the averages, like he had twenty two. He probably averages like twenty six. I don't know. It's, and Ben Simmons probably averages. 18, he had nine, but Jimmy Butler had way more than yeah. he ever averaged. So it like balances out. I see what you're saying. But I just feel like they're they're gonna win. Do I feel like this series could be way tougher than I thought? I think But that- now that you said that, it's like, okay, let me check this out. Cause I'm- when I was watching the first game, I was like, oh shit. And the way they matched up a little bit, I'm like, this could be yeah. a high series. Yeah. And Embiid is not like all the way right. Yeah. So not it, even sure if he was going to play yeah. in that first game and just touch and go with a lot of little nagging and injuries. your point guard can't shoot. Your point guard won't shoot. <laughs> so, not can't shoot. Won't. Because a lot of niggas that yeah, can't shoot yeah, and will put the ball up. He's not even looking at the basket. They won't even guard him unless he's in the paint. Right. That's disrespectful to my game. If I was a baller, like, oh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to swing on you. The whole time. Yeah, I'm going to put the shit up. So I feel like this could be a series that could go seven games. And you just never fucking know. Man. You just never know. And I'm so still Will people mad. People still trust the process. I'm no. <laughs> they don't trust it now. They it don't. look tricky as fuck right they now. Do. And I'm still mad. D'Angelo's not a Laker, but we're gonna move on. Yeah, don't don't bring yourself down. Last game: Clippers, Warriors. Uh, what the fuck? You guys are in trouble. Not in trouble. <laughs> but what the fuck? We're in trouble because. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, really. You lost her. Boogie. I don't think you're in trouble. Not like... You guys uh, have Looney. You still no, got not, Bogey. I'm not like, saying cold good. red. I'm just saying that is still a piece that was... I don't. I think that if you were going to lose any piece, that's the one you can of course. lose. And, and it doesn't affect you whatsoever. Of course. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But it's still like, he, you know, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. And I'm not dissing him or whatever. I'm saying what he contributed to... The lineup, it wasn't big time numbers. It was just a bunch of stuff that, you know, mattered. But you have Bogut. You have a yeah, rim protector. They, you have Looney. Someone to score. Looney had 19 points in 19 minutes. Yeah. No, they can. They'll like, be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I you said, guys are going to no, be good. They're not in trouble. In that aspect. You lose crazy. Durant. You lose Curry. You lose Clay. Don't even. Why problem. are you talking? Why are you <laughs> Why are you saying nah, shit okay. like that? What no, is wrong I'm saying losing Boogie. I think it was sad. This is why I felt sorry. And I, it has nothing to do. I don't care about the Warriors. You already know that. Mm-hmm. I hate you guys. But I think that I was more hurt because I know that Boogie has been waiting nine years for the playoffs. Yeah. This was only his second playoff game of his entire career. Right. And he just got off injury in January from a ruptured Achilles. Right. And then to pull this quad like this and be done, it's like, fuck. This is like somebody need to make sure he's okay because yeah. this can take a toll on you. Hell yeah. You know, as a player to work back, I saw what you had to go through with your ruptured Achilles and how mentally it fucked with you way more than it did physically. And so he battled through that. And then here he comes, boom, second playoff game of his entire career after waiting nine years to get here mm-hmm. with a team that's definitely going to the finals. And boom, he pulls his fucking muscle. That was more That's, than your average pull, though. Yeah. That looked like a bad one. Yeah. Tear. That looked like a tear. Yeah, and I and tear. I feel so sorry for him. And I'm just like, damn, I hope he got somebody at home just stroking his dick for him just to make him feel better because 
What would you do if you had a back-to-back injury like this? And then you came to the Warriors for pennies just to get a chip, get your feet wet, get back out there. If you're going to take pennies to play for anybody, it should be the Warriors. Right. So now what does he do next year? This was supposed to be the bag season. He was supposed to come out Um, in this playoffs and show what he was worth for next year. Now this, what does he do? Come back to the Warriors for the low. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He could do that. I mean, what he needs to do is work on his, his mobility. Yeah, he that's was why, taking shots. That's why his his quad tore just on a regular run because he has extremely limited range of motion, and he tried to sprint full speed. You he know, tried to get out of there. And shit gave out. I think that a lot of basketball players, we've talked about this, they don't train. They play basketball. They work on their skills and their dribbling and their shooting. But a lot of basketball players don't understand that that is an important part of your game, yes, but you won't get where you're going if you don't train your body because everybody's body is different. There's some bodies like Westbrook who remember early on he had the injury bug and people were saying, Oh, he ain't going to last. And it turns out he's resilient enough, but there's a lot of people whose bodies can't handle the season Mm -hmm. and the games and the way that you assist yourself is proper training and nutrition. And I just think a lot of NBA players don't take that part of the game serious enough. They just eating whatever bullshit, not lifting weights, just making sure the jumper nice and they can cross a nigga up and, and all this goofy shit. But, like, you got to really, like, get them IT bands loose and, it's just you his, know, proper he, strength training. He's extremely skilled for somebody that size, but you could tell his he's just limited mobility-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very stiff, and, like, that's what he needs to work on more yeah. than anything. It don't even have to be... Like he trying to get swole, he needs to really work on range of motion, mm-hmm. and that will help him. Yeah, because y'all took a very disrespectful L. Oh, um, that shit! What the? This fuck? was um, the biggest playoff comeback in history of the NBA. Yeah, you were outscored seventy-two to thirty-seven in nineteen minutes. They shot sixty-nine percent on their final thirty-nine shots. Y'all have fourteen turnovers. That sounds about right. <laughs> we went back to our Game of Thrones marathon right. at halftime when we yeah, saw there was an ass whooping, and we was like, like, "Oh, let's go back to Game of Thrones. This is this is we just <laughs> not at, worthy of watching." I looked at I'm looking at Game of Thrones and like it was a law, and I just checked my phone and I was like, I had to double take. Am I seeing this right? They yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. The Y'all fuck? was up 31, 31 points with 19 points. minutes left in the game. Yeah, that's crazy. Thirty-one. Dave really just was chilling. They and then put it's it on like cruise control. You know, it wasn't because the boogie went out in the first quarter. Nah, because like they, I told you before, Looney scored, Bogut came in, did some shit. Steph had uh twenty six, I believe. Yeah. Um Durant was a problem. Uh Cupcake uh turned into a Pop Tart. Oh my god. Um uh, yes, Pat Beverly to put him in a toaster, Brent. I think uh, he's Aggie. He got him ejected out of the first game. Like, come on. He got to grow up. You know what Patrick Beverly is here to do. He going to foul you. He going to try to low-key hurt you. And he definitely wants to get under your skin. And you let him. Yeah. And you're a fucking cupcake. And then you come back in the second game. And then you have the nerve. You have the audacity to have more turnovers than shot attempts. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. I think it was a blowout and he, like, checked out and then the game shit got real and it's hard it's hard to do that eight shots in 34 minutes brent come on no what i'm saying what i'm thinking happened is he 
unplug. Like, we're up 31. This is over. It's the Clippers. Eight shots in 34 minutes is a no. <laughs> not giving you that. Because by the time you figured out it was a, it was an ass whooping, you done already got up at least 15 to 16 shots. Come on now. Uh, yeah, Eight you. shots, Patrick Beverly in your ass. You know what I'm saying? He's you, about to kill this nigga next game. Yes. You know Lou Will, Montrez, Harrell, they were balling. 36 and 25. You can't just let them, them two... Like, see, it was almost like, you know, when, when you watch some of those games where it's like, oh, this game is over. And then there's two niggas that said it's not. Mm-hmm. And you just keep like, oh, it's time's going to Oh, yeah. shit, it's 10 points. What the fuck? And then they win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I think happened. Like, because, you know, on a way different scale, you could just be playing pickup ball and you winning by like six points and you're like this is over and y'all bullshit and shooting dumbass threes and shit and not getting back know, on D it's game turn the point. ball over now, you know what I'm saying like, now shit's getting real yeah and that's what I think happened and they couldn't like snap back to playing real ball well I'm hoping that this really hurts y'all <laughs> I'm hoping that they argued in a locker room I don't uh, think so that they argued over whose fault it was and they just don't want to play with each other anymore oh my God. you know you're so negative why <laughs> Why as a dragon would you be this negative? (laughs) You should be above shit like this. I'm sick of y'all fucking team, dog. It's so annoying. Y'all lose Bogut and you're just fine. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. Sick of you niggas. Anyways, but we're done. We're going to get out of here. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the iHeartMiko podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. As always... If you're fucking with me, please pass my link around to others so that I know that you're fucking with me. Peace. Yeah. I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Had a prayer almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the water on my potato. I got killers to the left of me. Mm-hmm. We're just lurking on her. Ain't show no mercy on her. We're just going back to back. We put a curfew on her. It was dark clouds on us, but that was perfect for us. We know you always crash and burn, but it was working for us. Let my tent to V12. Double check the details. Gotta cross my T's and dye my eyes or I can't sleep well. Millions off of retail. Once again, I prevail. Knew that shit was over from the day I dropped my pre sale. Hold up, let the beat build. See me in the street still. I've been fighting battles up a steep hill. They gave my road dog 12, it was a sweet deal. And I've been riding solo trying to rebuild. Look, I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Had a prayer to Almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Trying to put the water on my potato. I got killers to the left of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Under no condition. Would you ever catch me slipping? Motorcade shooters plus the Maybach chauffeur driven.